Food Heals Nation, what have you been doing lately when it comes to truly caring for your skin? Have you tried any of the light therapy facials or the LED masks? I've shared on this show how I use lasers to completely remove my brown spots in the past, and I love anything that can help me with wrinkles or blemishes or redness or scars. I find a lot of great products on YouTube that I test out, and I've just discovered a new brand. It's called Lima, and when you see the before and afters on YouTube, you're going to be a convert too. They are changing the way that you care for your skin on actually a profoundly scientific level. This is the Lima Laser. It's the world's most powerful clinic-grade cosmetic laser device and the only laser FDA cleared for at-home use. Why this is important is because I was spending, I'm not going to tell you how much, way too much money years ago when I was getting rid of those brown spots when I was really healing my skin. And now... This same type of technology is available at home, and I'm here for it. I am so excited. So this is a near-infrared laser light that penetrates deep into the dermis, simultaneously working on your fat, muscle, and bone to give you like a non-surgical facelift. It transforms your skin. It helps skin issues like wrinkles, sagging, blemishes, pigmentation, redness, breakouts, and scars. And it does this with zero damage, zero pain, and zero downtime. And I remember the lasers that I used to do, they did have some downtime, so this is great. Make sure to check out some of the before and after photos on the website so you can see what I'm talking about. They have YouTube videos too. But the reason it's groundbreaking is it uses that near-infrared low-level light technology, which is completely cold and painless, and it's 100 times more powerful than an LED. And the craziest part is you can even use it with a full face of makeup. So check it out for yourself. Visit lima.life. L is for live. Y is for younger. M is for masterful. A is for approved, and learn more about the Lima Laser. If you're interested in trying one today, you can sign up for their newsletter. Tell them that Food Heals sent you, and please let me know if you order one. I want to hear about your results. Again, it's lima.life, L-Y-M-A dot life. Y'all, oh my God, Food Heals Nation, I just got the softest sheets and pajama set from Cozy Earth, and I had to go and get you a discount code too, so that you could experience the coziness as well. You can visit CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS, and you'll get an exclusive 35% off. So Cozy Earth, it's like your one-stop shop for what they call the luxury she deserves. So listen up, guys because this could make a great gift for that special someone, your girlfriend, your wife, the mother in your life. And don't forget, Mother's Day will be here before we know it. So get a gift for the mom or moms. Here's a nice little gift you could ask for. Anyways, let's start with the sheets to transform your sleep. The coolest thing about Cozy Earth Bedding is that it is temperature regulating. So you stay cool, which is so important when you're sleeping. Plus they are just so soft. It feels like I'm sleeping on a cloud. Plus I love the cozy earth quality and longevity promise. All products come with a 100 night sleep trial and a 10 year warranty. So incorporating cozy earth products into your self-care routine can enhance your sleep quality and just overall wellness. So Again, this is the luxury you deserve. You can treat yourself to the ultimate in comfort and indulgence with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear and prioritize your self-care and sleep health. 
And while you're at it, don't forget to check out the Bamboo Pajama Set. It was awarded Oprah's Favorite Things in 2019, so you know it's good. I love the softness and breathability of the fabric, and it has these really great side pockets. And don't forget that by supporting our sponsors, you support this show. Head over to CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS for an exclusive 35% off, and go get your mom the luxury she deserves on Mother's Day at CozyEarth.com with promo code FOODHEALS. You're listening to the Food Heals Podcast. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben and Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately. All right, welcome Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining me. I'm Allison Melody. Can you believe that we are three weeks into the new year? I hope you're enjoying it. I hope you're working hard towards your goals. I hope that when hardships come up, you now have the tools to handle them and move through them with grace and ease. And if not, that's what this show, that's what this series is for. And I hope you're staying warm. (laughs) I don't know about you where you are but we got about like eight inches of snow here in Nashville and I have this huge yard and so Lily it's so cute because she's a little beagle she it's like up to her ears so she's like swimming in snow and she like runs around in it and then when she's at the very back of the yard and I call her to come inside she's kind of like swimming like back inside it's so freaking cute. Anyways, all right. I hope you're staying warm. I hope you have good weather, or at least if you're cold, you're enjoying the weather and able to get some cute hot chocolate, have your cute boots, and enjoy your time by the fire with someone you love, or have a cute dog running around the yard like I do. All right. So today it's part three of our New Year's series. It's the finale, the final episode. I hope you've been enjoying it so far. I know that I have. So last time we talked about the truth about the secret with Jason Robel. We talked about how guided meditation helps you trust your intuition with Katie Kremitzos. And we talked about how to reach your goal in 100 days with John Lee Dumas. And have you ever heard like, you teach what you most need to learn. And so I feel like I'm sharing these stories because it's what I most need to hear to keep me motivated in 2024, to keep me going, to keep me excited for a brand new year, even though it's dark and cold and snowy here, right? And so I hope this is helpful. I hope this is resonating. So on today's episode, we've got three new guests with three new topics. They're all related though, you know. We'll be talking about how to use affirmations to achieve your goals with Adam Shibley. We'll talk about how to manifest your desires with ease. Let's make it easy with Amanda Francis. And then we'll be talking about how to attract a loving relationship with Laura powers. And don't forget my personal formula for creating the life that we want to see in 2024 and beyond. That is just to appreciate, believe, take action, receive, appreciate, believe, 
take action, receive. So I covered it extensively on the last two episodes in the series. So be sure to go back and listen if you haven't yet. But now let's get into it. Our final three inspiring stories to help us create the lives we desire and crush our goals in 2024 and beyond. Let's dive right in. Roll it, Roxy. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. And Adam, you shared your story of putting together the five-year plan where you lost 100 pounds and you ended up meeting all of your health, fitness, family, and entrepreneurial goals that you had set for yourself. And all you did was declare it out loud. I mean, not all you did, but what you did was declare it out loud every single day what you wanted. So can you just briefly take us back through that process and remind our listeners of your backstory? Yeah, well, I, I love telling the story because I feel like there's a lot of people out there, Allie, that are reaching the rock bottom moments. They're feeling like the world is just beating them down. They feel like they are a crap magnet and they're just <laughs> pulling in all that negativity. Uh, so th- the first thing that I want to put out there is that we're going to talk a little bit about the law of attraction, but you can't spell attraction without action. And that's mm. big with what I do. All right. So, you know, I'm going to tell you about this amazing transformation that my life went through, but I didn't just sit and think it to be true. Like I did that and then I started taking action on that. So that's very, very important. I want to put that out there first. So, uh, for sure. like Allie said, uh, I am the PhD, the previously heavy dude, because I used to weigh 327 pounds. Uh, I was just at that rock bottom moment with my, my health, my relationships, my career, just my overall life energy was really kind of circling the drain. And I sat down and a friend of mine passed along the, the secret DVD, the law of attraction. That was my first ever experience with any sort of personal growth at all, other than the, per, the uh, sports illustrated swimsuit edition. That was the only <laughs> reading that I had done previously. Uh, and you know, I would dive deep and I didn't really learn anything. Um, so Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't. Actually, I read it just for the articles, didn't you? (laughs) I'm like, look at I wonder what what material these swimsuits are made of. Um, (laughs) So the the law of attraction was, it's just like, it was an eye opener for me. And it it was just, you know, it it was kind of like those old old school cartoons when somebody get hit over the head with a frying pan and just jar them right in, in place. That's what happened to me. And I sat down that night and I mapped out what I wanted to create out of my life over the next five years, what I wanted to manifest over the next five years. And I watched the DVD several times and I kept on kind of tweaking things. I ended up developing this process that I now call my lifestyle rehabilitation statement, because that's what my life needed. Some, some rehabilitation on all fronts. Right. You know, some of your listeners, they may be more on like a health journey. They may be more on a business journey or a personal relationship journey. So you can apply this to anything, but I was needing all of it, all of the above, D, D, <laughs> all, all the of the above. That's, that's what <laughs> well, I always put on my related, test. related, right? Like yes. the truth is, it's like if I'm on a weight loss journey, I'm also on a spiritual journey. You know, like it's all interconnected, what we're trying to do in this life. And then what happens is, is once you kind of go on a journey and you see results, then you start wanting to share. And that's what you did. Yeah, yeah. So I mapped out my five-year goals. It started with goals, you know, and then I started thinking about the why behind the goal. And that's something that is huge because a lot of people will go out there and be like, oh, I'm, I'm, I want to lose 50 pounds. Well, what's the why behind that? And now I make my clients go, I, we try to go seven levels deep. I got that from Dean Graziosi, seven, why seven levels deep? 
you just keep asking why until you get to the emotional root component of the true why that makes you, mm. you know, tear up a little bit. So with me, you know, I worked on, on all those different goals. I leveled up my why. I went as deep as I could. And then I wrote them down as if they had already happened. So I created affirmations. Now, I didn't even know what that was back then, but it just <laughs> made sense. Like I, I'm, I just didn't feel good about writing something down and reading it of like, I'm going to try to lose 50 pounds and by golly, I hope it works. Uh, you know, that this wasn't motivational to me. So I wrote right. down, I, I will lose 50 pounds and here's how I feel and here's why I'm doing it and adding all that behind it. And I know, I know you recently interviewed uh, Hal Elrod and he talks a lot about his miracle equation. I was applying a similar concept uh, with my lifestyle rehabilitation statement. So what I did uh, was I mapped all this out. It's all in present tense. It's all positive, no negative words. So even though I wanted to get rid of $40,000 worth of credit card debt, I didn't put the word debt anywhere in my statement because I didn't want to read the word debt over and over and over again. So I focused on abundance, living in abundance Brilliant. instead of having debt. Yeah. So that's, it was, I, at that point I realized that I was a crap magnet and that's what I was pulling in. So I'm like, I don't want to pull in debt. I don't even want to say that word anymore. So I've got the whole thing mapped out. And then I knew, you know, if I have one superpower that I've developed over the years, it's, uh, and I talked about this at Justin's event, I implement tenaciously. Like I get after it and I don't, I don't, you know, I'm that dog that with the bone, like I do not give it up. And so I decided that I was going to read this every morning and every night out now, out loud with feeling, with passion, put myself in that place of where I wanted to be every day, every morning, every night for five years or until every single goal was achieved. So the funny thing is I did this. And like I said, at the very beginning, it was attraction with action behind it. And that was the magic for me where, you know, I would, I would start off the day, put myself in that zone and that would open up my eyes to opportunities of saying, okay, now what can I create from this focus that I have for the day? What connections can I make? How can I move the needle, you know, 1% in the right direction by making a connection, sending an email, reading a book, uh, you know, meeting somebody new and the things just started to ping pong and build momentum. And then every evening I would read it again. And that was my accountability. And mm. I, I could not go to bed. I wouldn't allow myself to go to bed until I had done something every day. I had to chip away every single day. And, you know, one of the analogies I give when I, when I kind of teach this topic now is about swinging, swinging the ax every single day. So that biggest goal that you have is a giant redwood tree and it's in your front yard. Your only job is to put two feet on the ground. When that alarm goes off, stand up, grab the ax and take a swing every single day. And some days that ax feels super heavy. Some days you take a big chunk out of the tree and some days you swing and miss, but that's not even relevant. You have to get up and you, the, the action step is swinging, swing the ax every day, move the needle in the right direction every day and you'll become unstoppable. So in that five-year period, you know, I lost over a hundred pounds, you know, and I helped my hometown lose over 35,000 pounds. I created a business out of this whole boot camp weight loss thing that I was doing. I, you know, got married, started a family, got rid of all my debt, bought a house, paid off a house, uh, you know, all this just insane stuff. And it wasn't, because I sat and thought about it, it was because I sat 
and manifested what I wanted to create. And then I went out and I swung the ax every single day for five years. And I hit every single goal that I put out. I was only seven days late on opening up my official gym that I bought. Uh, so <laughs> that was just a zoning issue. And I was totally pissed too, Ali. I was like, oh my God, seven days. Are you kidding me? I, I, the 327 pound guy dreamt this up five years ago. And you're going to tell me I'm seven days late on the thing that I, <laughs> that I manifested. I just put a, a random date out there and it's just, it's insane that, you know, I was able to achieve all that to the precise level of that date that I put out there. I set it on July 12th, uh, 2007. And then I finished on July 19th of 2012. So it's five years and seven days. Exactly. I mean, uh, I just, I, I've heard this story now from you, Adam, multiple times because of all the events we've done together and because of having you on the podcast. And I still get chills every single time. Well, I mean, I do too. Like this, it's hard to believe it's, and it's hard to describe because so much happened and it was so hard. Like, I'm not even trying to say like, you know, that's something that a lot of people come up to me and they're like, Oh, Adam, you know, this was just, it must've been a dream. I'm like, no, this was hard as hell. Like this was the (laughs) the hardest. Let's break it down. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this is the hardest five years. I mean, just losing a hundred pounds that alone is definitely one of the hardest things I've ever done in my entire life. And you know, it's not easy. You deal with, you know, hunger and cravings and backslides and just the mental game that we all go through. But I came out of that on the other side with so much experience and I've got that scar tissue built into my soul now. And I can, that's why I'm able to help people because I've been there. I know what it's like to sit and, you know, have somebody eating a bunch of cookies around you and be like, no, I, I can't dive into that because I'll eat all the cookies and no one else will get any cookies, you know? (laughs) So just having that live experience of that journey, you know, like I said, that's, that's the muscle that's building. And that's why I'm able to help people at the level that I am because I totally understand what you're going through and you know, the debt and I love helping people get out of debt and, you know, know, become better entrepreneurs and all of this, but I had to go through the grind and, and, you know, just overcome the negativity that we all, that negative self-talk that happened. So this was not a magical journey at all. It's a magical result, but there were a lot of days where I got up and I swung that ax and I completely missed, you know, I just Mm -hmm, whiffed mm -hmm. it. But like I said, my focus was, okay, at least I put in the effort. I didn't close, you know, close my eyes, cover my eyes and just hope for the best. I put my two feet on the ground. I stood up, I walk out the door, I swing the ax and that, that consistency, that implementation, that tenacious implementation, if you will, is what got me to move the needle in the right direction consistently every, you know, every single day and boom, five years later, it's a pretty different world. Yeah. I just literally wrote down implement tenaciously. When you said that, I was like, oh, I love this. Like it just sounds (laughs) so powerful. And I remember the first time when um, I started out in like the film business, I was in college and I went to like a casting because we were all um, working on film sets as crew members. We were um, doing all kinds of things. Like everyone in college in my college town was doing this. And I didn't know what tenacity went, meant. I didn't know what it was. I literally never heard the word before. And I went to this casting thing. And when I was walking out, um, the guy said to me, do you know the secret to this business? And I said, no, tell me. I'm in college. I don't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> and he said tenacity. 
And that moment has always stuck with me because I left that and that's when I got the um the one of my first ever cool film jobs when I was a stand-in, you know, for Michelle Williams, who's now like an Oscar-nominated actress, but she was on Dawson's Creek back in the day. But I used to be her stand-in. And that's when I got the job. And he said tenacity. And that has stuck with me my whole life with 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 whatever I'm trying to do. I'm like, okay, tenacity, be tenacious. What can you do today? What can you implement today? You know, and I love that concept. So can you take us through some of your tools? Because I know that you have like these transformational tools and you coined them with the best like titles I've ever heard. <laughs> I love them. So take us through some of those, whether people are trying to up-level their health, um, transform their business, meet the one. You know, you met your wife and had your children during this time, which I think is incredible. So take us through some of those tools. All right, I'm going to drop some tools on you guys and I'm going to go a little bit rapid fire mode because... I want to get as much value as possible. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll hook up the, if you guys need to contact me and ask further questions, you know, you can hit me up on Instagram or something. So the, the main problem I'm trying to solve in the fitness world is what I call the black hole of fitness doom. All right. So that concept, and I'll give you a tool off the back edge here. And I was actually thinking today, Allie, like this doesn't just apply to, health and weight loss, like it can apply to business as well. So I'll give you a couple of examples. So cool, cool. The, yeah. bla the black hole of fitness do I want you guys do I want you guys to envision a circle with four connected arrows. The arrow at the top is we start something new and we get some initial momentum. So with weight loss, you start a new diet, you, you do you go vegan for the first time. And the next arrow to the right is you get some results. It's a new stimulus and your body yeah, yeah. responds. Then the bottom of the circle, that arrow is what I call life happens. You know, we go on vacation, <laughs> we aren't ready for, for to go on vacation and we blow our, our diet, we go back to what our, our old ways were. And then the fourth arrow is crash and burn. We go back where we started. And this is the fitness journey that most people go on of losing weight, regaining weight, getting momentum, losing momentum. And what we do is we start going, okay, I need a new diet. I need a new fitness program. I need a new personal trainer. I need a new gym. I need to listen to a new podcast host. Oh no. Uh, so we would never want you to switch <laughs> podcast hosts. So it's not that top of the circle that we need to be concerned about. It's the bottom, the life happens moment. That's where we are kind of just ignoring that whole area. And that's, that's the hole in the road that we keep on walking right into and blaming our mode of transportation. It's not the mode of transportation. It's the hole in the road. So the, the process I want to give you guys is what I call your danger zone analyzer. So that's your transformation danger zone. That's the hole in the road. It could be vacations. It could be work stress. It could be family stress. It could be nighttime eating. It could be, you know, just any sort of transition. Like right now, as we record this, uh, sc the school season is ending and it's going into summer vacation time. So just people having their kids go from in school to out of school, that shifts mm -hmm. workout schedules, that shifts meal planning and grocery shopping schedules and schedules get crunched. And all of a sudden, you know, we all have those, those all the good meaning of, you know, I'm going to book my personal training session. I just got to re reconfigure things a little bit. And all of a sudden the summer's gone, it's been two months and you didn't do anything. So right, right. the danger zone analyzer, what we have to do is, is first be able to identify the danger zone. Think about the last time you had some good momentum going and then you backslid. What was that? What was the thing that happened to you? All right. So you identify it, then we analyze it. So maybe it's a vacation and you're like, I went on spring break. Everything was going great. I was down 40 pounds, I went on spring break. And then, you know, I, regained five pounds, but then I didn't go back to the gym for three months because I wasn't motivated. So we have to analyze it. 
And then the third step of the, da the danger zone analyzer is you have to identify an action step for the next time that danger zone rears its ugly head. So staying with that same example with the vacation, what I always recommend for people is if, you know, it's not so much the vacation itself. I want you to go on vacation. I want you to have fun. I want you to have health and lifestyle balance, but I want you to get back into it as soon as you set, you know, set foot on home base soil again. So the way we do that is you book all of your workouts, you, you know, map out your meal prep, you know exactly what you're doing before you leave vacation for the post vacation plan. So you walk yes. right, in, right into a plan and that way there is no thinking it's already set up. It's automated as much as possible. Uh, you can even order your groceries in advance and all that stuff. So like, it's just happening. It's good to go. So that is, you know, the, the way we escape the black hole of fitness doom is we are able to focus on the danger zones, identify, analyze, and pre-plan ahead. And that's the way we get out and, and crush those things. And what I realized when I first got into the health biz, um, I, I thought that my job was to make sure people never cheat on their, on their, their nutrition plan. And mm -hmm. what I found out was that everybody has some slip ups, myself included every once in a while. And the key is don't beat yourself up about it and don't quit because of it. I realized people are going to slip pretty much no matter what, you know, 1% uh, of people will just go straight through and be like, I've changed my life forever. I'm never having sugar again. But every once in a while, somebody's gonna have a glass of wine. They're gonna have some dessert. And I encourage that. Like that's part of that health lifestyle balance that I try to help people achieve. So the cheat bank strategy is you look 28 days in advance, you block off uh, cheat meals. I don't book a whole cheat day. A cheat day would consist of several cheat meals. So we, that's the, the, the value that we're tracking is, is the cheat meal. That's the, mm -hmm. uh, the, uh, the quantity. And so you look and say, all right, I've got a business trip. I'm going to do a, a uh, an evening out with my friends from, uh, you know, from Justin Shanks event. Okay, cool. So there's, there's one cheat meal and then it's my wife's birthday and we're going to do a date night. There's a cheat meal. And then, uh, my son is going to a birthday party and I'll have some pizza there or something. So you would book like three or four cheat meals, 28 days in advance. So that's baked into the plan and it's not a crash and burn emotional disaster of you going, okay, I'm paleo. I can't eat pizza or ice cream. Damn. I had both at the party, epic fail. I suck. I quit. I'm not going to be healthy for the next six months. And yeah. It's over. You know, yeah, I give up. Yeah. I mean, exactly. we've all done that. Let's be honest. Like I've exactly. totally done that. And it's about picking yourself back up and not taking 10 days to do it, to exactly. do it as soon as humanly possible. And then you feel good again. You're like, okay, it's no big yeah. deal. And yeah. I like to honor those moments and be like, okay, I'm going to eat the fucking cake. I'm going to enjoy it because if you eat it with guilt, you eat the ice cream with guilt or like anger or worry, then that's going to affect your body differently than if you eat it joyfully with yep. your family, with your friends at the event, you eat those foods with joy. They're going to affect your body differently than if you eat them with guilt. So find joy in the times when you hash, you know, quote unquote cheat. <laughs> yeah. And some people call them like free meals. They don't like to use the word cheat. And I totally respect that. So whatever you call it, it's just like off plan, off the normal, but it's baked into the plan. So what I say is, you know, I don't even like using the, the term on plan or off plan. I'm like, the key is you have a plan. All right. You're, you aren't just randomly dabbling in nutritional strategies. You have a plan. The, the cheat meals, the cheat bank is a part of the plan. You track it each 28 day cycle with the workbook. And then you say, all right, this last cycle, I lost five pounds. I had seven cheat meals. So I've got the recipe 
that I can live that life of, of seven cheat meals every 28 days and still lose five pounds. Maybe you gain five pounds and you go, okay, the next 28 day cycle, I'm going to cut that back to four cheat meals and see what happens. But it's just self-experimentation. We're not beating ourselves up about it. We're analyzing these, uh, this data, this one data point, and then making small variable shifts. And it's, it's a game changer tool. All right. So listen to the full episode with Adam. Go back to episode 262 of Food Heals. Who else wants a free, fresh bottle of olive oil shipped straight to their door? Let me back up. The first time I went to Italy, I finally tasted real olive oil for the first time. It's not that I had never had olive oil before, of course, in the States, but the difference was I was having olive oil made fresh from olives that were growing on the property in Ravello off the Amalfi Coast. It was an experience I will never forget, and I ended up shipping like six bottles of it home because I couldn't bear to go back to store-bought processed olive oil. Well, the same thing happened to TJ Robinson. He's also known as the olive oil hunter. He learned that olive oil packs the most flavor and the healthiest nutrients when it's fresh from the farm. And that's the problem with your typical like supermarket olive oil The olive oil is not fresh. They can sit on the shelf for months, years, growing stale. And that's why I'm so excited that I now get my olive oil direct from small award-winning farms. Thanks to TJ, who I just did an olive oil tasting with, which was so fun. I absolutely fell in love with their vibrant, fresh, grassy flavors. They're totally delicious. They're great on veggies, pasta, salad, you name it. And TJ has his fresh-pressed olive oil club and food heals nation he will send you a full-size bottle worth 39 dollars of one of the world's finest most artisanal olive oils fresh from the latest harvest but he's only going to charge you one dollar to help cover shipping there's no commitment to buy anything now or ever it's his gift to food heals nation so you can get your free 39 dollar bottle for just one dollar shipping taste the difference taste the freshness you can go to get fresh 323.com. That's getfresh323.com. You'll get your free bottle and you'll pay $1 for shipping. Getfresh323.com. Next up, I'm chatting with Amanda Francis about how to manifest your desires with ease, how to get into that vibrational alignment with your desires. Roll it, Roxy. What got you to where you are now? I was just the girl wanting to do something cool with her life, like everyone else. Like the intention was always to help people and make money. And on the path to find that, I was in ministry. Then I was a therapist. I have a master's in counseling. I'm a PhD dropout. I mean, I was on the, I was trying to find all the ways I could see in the regular world to help people and make money. And kind of coming up short. And then, you know, what I think happens to all of us when we finally just let who we are and what we want and all of our experiences, good, bad, and whatever, when we just let everything about our personality, like, and our history kind of come together, there's typically something really interesting and really useful there. Because people who are oriented toward growth and development are always learning from all of our lessons, you know? So once I just let that be enough, It was like I had a lifetime of wisdom to share and things I wanted to convey and things I wanted to teach and ways I could help. 
And so how did you step into that? Because I think that, you know, your story is really powerful. You are a self-made millionaire, but you, like you said, you were doing all of these other things thinking this was the path for you. And how did you make that transition? When I walked out of the PhD program, I was like, okay, new experiment. I'm only going to do what feels good. I'm only going to do what I want to do. Like wanting was never enough of a qualifier in my world. I was always doing what you're supposed to do and should do and everyone said to do and la 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 la. And when I got it down to like, it was going to be about nothing besides desire. Everything got really easy. (laughs) Everything got easy. Every single thing I've desired to do in business that I've longed to do that's felt good has been the right decision it's just not rocket science. Like I think our desires were given to us by the divine to walk out on the planet. And if you desire it, then it is like literally your responsibility to just do it. You know, you just said, I'm going to do what I want. That is super bold. (laughs) (laughs) And I love it. Don't get me wrong. But for anyone listening, who's like, I don't know how to do that. Like if I did what I want, I would be poor. Or if I did what I want, someone would judge me. The world would judge me. Like What would you say to that? Good. Then at least they're watching you. I mean, thank God you did something noticeable enough to be judged. Good work. I mean, like, A, most people aren't paying that much attention to any of us. Like, I have tens of thousands of women watching me, and they're still not paying that much attention. You know what I mean? Like, I can miss an email, say a card's going to close one day and close it a day early. I can say I'm going to launch something and launch the next month. Like, no one's actually paying that much attention to you ever. And what I've realized is most people are either like proud of you, excited you did it or not paying that much attention. And the rare occasion that someone is like really insulted and outraged and judging you, well, like who really cares? They need to fall out of your world anyway. So like good work with the elimination process, you made it easier. At one point in time, I was coming out of Christianity. I mean, I don't really think my belief system changed that much, but the language around it did, right? And my way of explaining it online to relate to more people changed. And so I had, and I have two Bible school degrees, like ministry training school, like all the things. So I had all these ministers in my inbox, like literally telling me I was backsliding and like, what about Jesus and whatever, you know? And it's funny because they could only affect me as long as I still had an insecurity about my belief system. When I was still insecure, they could mirror it back to me. Once I was completely, completely, completely sure that me and God were good, all of those people like disappeared. And it's been that way with everything, whether I'm pricing too high, cussing too much, whatever it is. If people are saying things about it or judging it, then I'm just judging myself. They're just mirroring. And once I clear it up, I don't care what anyone says because I'm sure. So once I clear it up inside of me, it can't bother me anymore. So anyone who's judging you, saying anything crazy to you, if it gets to you, it's because you're afraid it's true. When it doesn't get to you anymore, it means you've cleared it. And once you've cleared it, it falls away because you don't need the lesson anymore. And it's not actually that deep. It was all just feedback anyway just be judged and move on, you know? Well, they say that you haven't made it until you have your first hater, right? So I I remember when we got our first negative review on the Food Heals podcast, I was like, made it. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Like reframe it, made it. And did they say anything to you that actually like touched on something or were you able to shrug it off because you know, you're doing great work, you know what I mean? And that's really all there is. I still deal with both, you know, I'm able to look at it. And if I feel something, I know it's a reflection of something going on inside of me and unresolved within myself, or maybe I agree with them and I'm judging myself. And so I try to look at it that way. Does it still bother me? Yes. I don't like being called a snowflake. I don't like being called, you know, certain things or being called uninformed or uneducated. 
because I know that I am. So I fight between like the ego and the hurt of the heart, right? But at the same time, I know that they're saying this because it's a reflection of what's unresolved within them. So I got to let it go because it doesn't matter because I know that more people need to hear what I have to say and need to hear what all of our stories are because no matter what your story is, there's someone that you can help, right? There's someone who hasn't gone through it or is going through what you've been through. And so your ability to heal them, it's necessary, just like you said. Oh, it's totally, it's required. Like I sit in front of people you know, all day long, whether online or on the phone or at an event or whatever, but just people telling stories about why they can't do what they long to do. And it's just like, well, that's actually selfish as fuck. Like, are you called or are you not? Do you have something to say or do you not? Do you intend to create a really beautiful life for yourself and positively influence potentially millions of people or like not? You know what I mean? When you put it into perspective of the woman who needs you and what happens to her if she doesn't find you, the person who needs like your experiences and your stories and what you've already overcome, what you've already understand. In one of my courses in my Become a Coach course, that's some of the homework is what is your life experience that actually taught you the things that you now get to impart to others? Because like that life experience is more of an education than almost anything, you know? And I say that as someone with a lot of education, I'm not pulling from what they taught me on chapter two of some coursework in some psychology class, I'm pulling from, oh, I healed that with my mom too. I get you. So anyway, so like what happens to that woman if she doesn't find you? And when you think about that, it's really hard to not just get off your ass and say what you have to say. I do know what you mean. And it's funny because the way that you talk about this, I feel like we talk a lot of people about this type of work and this type of viewing of the world. And the way that you speak about it, you're so light and you make it sound so easy. So how can we, as people who are trying to up-level our lives and be more of ourselves in the world, more truly who we are and do what we love every day, how can we make this easy on ourselves and not make it so hard? I mean, you were talking about people that kind of play the victim and I've been that person. I understand where that comes from. How can we make this easy on ourselves? You become unavailable for hard by understanding that hard was never required. It's like a self-worth thing. We all think we're not worthy of it until we struggled for it, that we can't have it until we like, it just made a shit show of our lives. And now we can have love now that we've suffered for seven years. Now we can make money. And it, it was just actually never true, but we make it true. We think, okay, now I've worked hard enough to receive something that I want. And then you lessen your resistance and it gets to flow in. But hard was never required. There's not like some chalkboard written in the sky with God's signature. That's like, I yeah, yeah. shall not have any good thing until they made it really fucking hard. That was never a thing. So once I started to pick up on that, like, wait, I get it when I believe I can have it. And I get it when I decide I'm ready for it. And I get it when I decide I've done enough. And of course, I'll always be oriented toward growth and healing, but I seem to get it when I decide like, oh, okay, I can have it now. So if that were true and hard were never required, hard was just some kind of like ego thing, making ourselves feel like worthy. Then what? What if letting it be easy was fully a choice? And I've just been playing with that for, you know, maybe four years in my business. And I'm telling you, I make more and more money. It gets easier and easier. I work less and less. I delegate more and more. I don't do things that I don't want to do anymore, you know, inside of like my digital courses or my offers. Like I used to say things like, oh, but no one will sign up if it doesn't come with a free bonus call or no one will sign up for the offer if it doesn't have a Facebook group 
or it can't possibly work if it doesn't come with a workbook or transcriptions or whatever random thing it was. And, you know, like last night, and I know that I've cleared this because last night I was creating the VIP bonuses for a course that's about to come out. And I was like, group power hour call. No way in hell am I spending one more hour of my life on this one-on-one call. They can have the one-on-one call with my head of coaching. Cool. And as I was going through the options, anything that gave me a twinge, that little twinge of like, oh, I don't really want to, no way in hell. Because it's just some like lie that those are the things that are going to make people buy. Like there's nothing about doing things you don't want to do that innately will get you anything besides misery. (laughs) Right. I just want to backtrack a little bit because I know what you're talking about with the courses and the Facebook groups and bonuses, but can you walk us through your business and what you do? Amanda Francis Inc. creates digital courses for women entrepreneurs. So we create online training programs for women. So they're on a variety of things, branding, money mindset, my branding concept is like authentically branding. I have a course, Course Creation Queens on creating digital content. I have a lot of offers now. I probably have seven digital courses and like 20 other training bundles of other kinds. So like a lot of stuff. Basically, I just teach everything that I've done that's worked for me to create a multi-million dollar empire. Well, that's beautiful. And your branding is gorgeous. Like go to her pages, Food Heals Nation, because it's just stunning, your artwork and all of your blog posts and everything like that. Thank you. You're welcome. And so I know that we have a mutual friend, Gabby Bernstein, and she says, allow your passion to become your purpose and it'll one day become your profession. And it sounds like that's what you did. And I want to talk about what that means and how we can all do that while at the same time releasing those misbeliefs, like you were talking about earlier, that we might have around growing bigger or about money or money doesn't grow on trees or whatever those misbeliefs are. How can we truly allow whatever we're passionate about to become our purpose and become our profession? Well, money is paper, so it fully grows on trees. Right? I know. I always say that too. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, money grows on fucking trees, people. (laughs) That's just the truth. So my main thing to teach about, my favorite thing to teach about is money. Like that's the thing I could just go on and on about for years. And everything that I apply to every other area now, I practiced hard with money. So here's the bottom line. Anything that doesn't feel good is a lie. And the reason that that can be true is because there is no absolute or ultimate truth. So if there is no absolute or ultimate truth, and we're just only getting what we believe we can have, and the world is reflecting back to us what we believe all the time, then I have decided in my life that anything that doesn't feel good is a lie. So any thought around money that feels like shit is automatically not true. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, then what is true for me? What thought do I choose into? What thought do I allow to be true for me? So for me, it's thoughts like money is a renewable resource. I can spend it any way I want. I can use it any way I want. I can do anything I want with it because there's always more. It can't run out because it's circulating the planet all the time. And I am fully capable of funneling more of it into me all of the time. We all are capable of attracting money in various ways, whether you're a business owner or not, attracting money to us all the time. So I teach a course. It's my favorite course called Money Mentality Makeover. And we had like 450 students this year. And I want to say that the first time I ran it four years ago, I had four 
students. So having 450 on the fourth year felt like quite an accomplishment. Absolutely. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. In Money Mentality Makeover, it's not just entrepreneurs. It's one of the few things I have that is just for anyone. So when I find teachers and stay-at-home moms and everyone getting random checks in the mail, manifesting money, their husbands are getting raises or there's inheritance they didn't know they had or their insurance companies like, let me refund you for three years. What is something that someone at home could do just to get started? You just go through and you write down every negative money belief or memory you can think of. And it probably will be painful and you will probably cry. I've never told someone to do this. Who has never relayed it back to me without telling me they cried? Anyway, so every negative money memory you can think of from your whole life and what it taught you when my mom wouldn't buy me this, I felt unworthy of this. When I heard my parents argue about this, I thought that money was scary. Like when that guy didn't pay for that date, I thought, whatever. And you go through it all. And that first time you go through it, you can go through it just looking at like, shit, I have a lot of fucked up beliefs about money. What if these weren't true? Right. What if these were false perceptions from being a innocent person in an unhealed world? Mm. What if these weren't true? And then now that you've heard me say it, you can go at it with the approach of there is something else I could believe. There is another way I could see this. And I love to help people shift blocks and limiting beliefs and disbeliefs all day long. It's my favorite thing. But without you, you know, being in the course, hearing me go through all of that, like first stop, it can be as simple as I'm willing to see this differently. Yeah help me to see this differently. And when you're doing this work, I know for me, I'll do something and I won't even know how deep I'm going to end up going because I won't even realize that there's an unhealed memory or an unresolved issue that I I think I've dealt with it all. I'm like, I'm spiritual. Here I am. I've done all this work. And then I'll find something and I will ball. And it's super healing in that moment. But can you give us an example of a time for you when maybe you discovered something that you didn't even know you were holding on to and how it was able to help you shift? Oh man, so much. That's like my whole life. I know me too. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm like, which one can I articulate really well right now? Right. Um, <laughs> so I like to do this exercise where when I like notice a fear, I'm like, where is that fear located in my body? Right. right? And I'll just see if I can feel into it. And I'm like, what is the shape? and the color of this thing located in my body. And then I'll pull it out of me, like, and I'll just see it kind of float to the floor while I'm above it, looking down at this shape with this color, with whatever emotions are with it. And when I do that exercise, sometimes the funniest things will come up. Sometimes I did this with a client the other day, and she was like, oh my God, a dog tried to bite me in the face when I was two years old. And my fear of sharing my new course online is totally the fear of when I felt unsafe, blah, blah, blah. And it was just funny how it came back to her when I got her to remove it from her body and look at it. And she started bawling, remembering something when she was little. And I've had that same experience. And sometimes it's not that deep. Sometimes you're just looking at it, feeling power over it. And you notice something very small and simple. But every once in a while, I'll notice something like, oh, my God, that reminds me of you know, something your parents said, something I was afraid of as a child. The other day, something came up with a neighborhood girl that was kind of like a bully. And I'm just like, whoa, that's been living somewhere in my subconscious. I mean, and it's shocking. And then, you know, since I'm in the habit of telling myself a new story, I can easily go, what did that teach me? 
well, that taught me, I don't know, girls aren't like with the neighborhood girl, girls aren't safe. Like making friends easily isn't safe. And I'm like, well, is that true? (laughs) No, of course not. Everyone I love right now was at once a stranger. And so then I, because I know my intention to be in life, open-heartedly connecting with people and like loving life, I can be like, huh, this is blocking me from a thing that I love to do. And then it's as simple as like, I'm willing to see this differently. I'm willing to know and understand at a deeper level that it is safe for me to connect with people in my daily life or whatever it is, you know? And then I just kind of set that intention to shift, knowing that even just the awareness and the crying and the playing with the new idea is deeply healing. You know what I mean? Like we can therapy ourselves and I love helping people dig into shit, but we have a lot of power inside of our own journals, inside of our own willingness to shift to heal a fuck ton, you know? (laughs) Yes, it's so true. And, you know, I think that I've done this a lot where I've had these really deep moments of healing when I've gone back into childhood and things like that, but it doesn't happen every time. And that's okay too, because shifts are still happening. Even if you're just doing a mantra, or even if you sit down, you light your candle and you decide like, all right, I'm going to work on something. It can be a subtle shift. It's not always a groundbreaking shift. And so I had a girlfriend of mine do, um, so I have this really intense inner child meditation that I do and I do it to music and I send people the playlist and I say, this is how I do it. So my girlfriend does it. And she was like, I mean, it was nice, but like, I didn't really feel that much. And I was like, that's okay. You've still shifted. And she's like, but did I? The ne- I'm like, do it again. The next time she did it, she was like, I was broken wide open and I had a memory and I did forgiveness. All this shit came up. I'm not going to speak for her what happened, but she was like, I am completely amazed. And so not every time when we do this work is something groundbreaking going to happen, but every once in a while when it does, every time you're creating shifts, no matter what. So don't give up is what I'm saying, just because you don't feel something super intense every time that you do one of these exercises. No, of course, I agree. I think it feels to me like one is I think it's an adding up process. Like I say, in one of the modules of the money course, I think like module four, that it's like there's a, a glass jar. And every time you shift a belief, every time you tell a new story, every time you write your affirmations, like you're filling up this jar and it will overflow. Like the internal will overflow into your external world. It has to, it fully will. But sometimes when we're working on something and it's kind of like, have you ever been working on something, money, relationships, whatever, and you know, you're working on it, but you don't really know what you're doing. It's like, you're taking this tip. Yeah. You're taking this tip from someone. You read this in a book. Amanda said this, Gabby said this, like whatever. And you're like, you're going through doing the things and then it starts to click and shift. Finally, it finally added up and overflowed. And then you're like, Oh, I get it. That's one thing is like, you just keep doing the work because Gabby actually said this to me when I was very much a baby into applying this stuff into what would be a business. Right. And I was in her group coaching program and she had no idea who I fucking was. And she would have no memory of saying this to me because everyone was sitting in a room in New York and like some people, a few of us were watching online. It was live streamed. And I emailed in one day, I was like, it just feels so hard. Will it ever get easier or something? Because applying all these things just felt fucking hard. And I was tired. I was like, why isn't it working yet? And which is something that I hate when people say that to me now, because I'm like, no, this is just a lifestyle. Like, don't you want to feel better and be happy? But anyway, I was very tired at that time because I just didn't really get that I was changing my life. And Gabby, who didn't know me at all, said on the live stream, is it feeling like shit, harder work? Is it feeling bad all day actually harder work than like intending to feel good? 
And it's absolutely true. Like walking around miserable, not happening, questioning ourselves, worrying, telling stories about the man, the city, the job, the money, how it's not working out for you, how something's not on your side, how you have it bad, how it's harder than your thought. That's fucking hard work. I mean, honestly. It's so much more energy to vibrate in the negative than it is in the positive. Oh, totally. And I was complaining about, you know, journaling, writing some affirmations and playing with some meditations. You know what I mean? And I was like, huh, interesting. And now that I live this, I fully, fully get it. So the second thing I'd say about the not giving up is like, we have so much more power than we realize all of us. Like I wrote a post the other day that says you have more power in your pinky toe, much less your heart or your vagina to get anything you want. We just are so powerful as women. We have the ability to create, to destroy, to attract all this power. Like we have the power to get tens of thousands, hundred thousand people to fall in love with our work the power to get avalanches of money to bestow upon us. So when you start to understand your power and you start to like choose to use your power every day, everything changes. So you can wake up and be like, today I choose to shift this. Today I choose to look at this differently. Today I just set the intention to be happier, to make more money, to like whatever. But our intentions are motherfucking powerful. Here's how it feels to me. I have a clear intention, a clear goal. I know what I desire in my life. And that part is clear. I, I, I know what it is. And I'm like, hey, God, angels, universe, whatever, please help me. I'm willing to do my part. Then really all you have to do is go through life. And you will be led to all the things, the book, the teacher, the podcast, the digital course, the whatever. It's like not so much do an exercise over and over and over again until it works. It's like just do what you want to do. Do what you're led to do. Trust that it's all adding up. It is all always progress and like fucking love your life. You know what I mean? You're so right. I mean, it has become overcomplicated and we sit there. I mean, I know that I'm an analyzer. And so I have to kind of get away from that and get out of my ego analyzation and go into that place of peace and trust. And that's when the real shit comes through. But when I'm in that place of ego, I'm overanalyzing everything. And that gets me into a more of a negative space. So for me to be in the positive space, I really have to go to that peaceful space. And I love being in that place and in that flow. And it happens more often when I'm meditating, when I'm quiet, when I'm sleeping, not when I'm in the busy busyness of the day. Sometimes when I'm driving, stuff comes, shower, it's in the quiet. And so the busier we are, in my experience, I find the farther away I am from tapping into that. And so people are like, well, I don't know how to meditate. It's too hard or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, just listen to music. Music is a meditation. There's so many ways to meditate without being a Buddha cross-legged on a mountaintop or like in a yoga class. Take some deep breaths. It's like really not that deep. Like take some deep breaths, like, and close your eyes. Like you will, <laughs> your body will calm your, like your cortisone will drop. You know what I mean? Your cortisol. I say in one of the modules of the money course that analyzation was never part of the manifestation process. And it's so true. We we want to analyze, I think, those of us who are oriented toward growth. We just want to analyze and figure out, like, what did I do wrong? What do I need to learn? And, like, sometimes that's nice because there's a lesson in it. But when I decided that analyzing wasn't actually required, everything got a lot easier for me because then it just became, huh, I attracted something funny. Instead of analyzing all day long why I attracted it, why don't I just shift again? 
to what I want? Why don't I just shift again to being an energetic match for what I want? And if it's a pattern or something to be healed, it will keep coming up. But me grueling over it, you know what I mean, isn't actually getting me anywhere. So I have definitely experienced the thing where like the, the payment comes in, the money hits, the course, the enrollment in the course starts to flow in really easy when I relax. It's always been a thing. So for me, it's about not spinning your wheels, not working hard for the sake of working hard ever. Like it's about intentionally doing the work I want to do, you know, like for my job, it's post on the social medias, do the live stream, send the emails and go love my life. So it's like, I think there's really a place for effort And I think there's really a place for receiving. And I think that's like the beautiful feminine like flow thing we get to do where we're not all strategy. We're not like all like logic. We get to be like, okay, this makes sense, but this feels right. You know what I mean? I'm going to, I'm going to do some of what makes sense. I'm going to do all of what feels right. And then I'm going to enjoy my fucking life. Cause that's what all of this was for. You know what I mean? We didn't like get jobs, start businesses, find the partner, whatever, to be miserable. The point was always to be happy, right? So I think we just have to go back to that. All right, to listen to the full episode with Amanda, go back to episode 208 of Food Heals. Next up, we're talking about attracting loving relationships with Laura Powers. Roll it, Roxy. And in terms of manifesting, you have been manifesting a lot of love into your life lately that we've been talking about over these past few days that you've been visiting. So if someone is looking for maybe, um, you know, I know that there's so much more to it than one, two, three, and then you have the love of your life. But where could someone start if they're like, all right, I am ready to manifest the love of my life or to manifest more love into my life? Where would they start? Yeah, I think boundaries and then better understanding that sort of masculine, feminine energy paradigm is really important. So if you go to my uh, Facebook Healing Powers page, I have shared the uh, handouts that I made for my Woo Woo Mastermind where we were just talking a lot about this, of the masculine is that and what feminine. It's called? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. My, it's a Most ten- people are like, my mastermind is not Woo Woo. You're like, this is the Woo Woo one, okay? Woo. This is where we go all in the Woo. I just decided to kind of accept it as a, like an empowered own it, yeah. Own it. yeah. So it's a 10 month program. And so on the healing powers page, um, which is a public page shared the masculine, um, and feminine sort of empowered and disempowered sort of characteristics. Yeah. So I think understanding that is really helpful. Um, and especially for women to recognize where they might be in their toxic masculine energy or accepting toxic masculine energy from people in their life yeah, or toxic feminine, either one, when you're receiving unhealthy energy and you're not boundaried because both empowered masculine and empowered feminine have strong boundaries. Mm-hmm. It, it may manifest in different ways. So that's the one thing is, is having boundaries. Um, and then really getting clear on what you want and just not accepting anything that's not that I firmly believe and I I experience this over and over again that we receive what we accept right not necessarily what we want because we tend to think like I don't want that why am I getting it it's like well on some level there's some frequency and some allowing of something and that's coming in and it's when sometimes you have to say no for a little while to something before it stops showing up so Mm -hmm. say no and kind of like you know 
stop allowing something and then, you know, might still show up for a little while. Um, I think we've talked about the Netflix queue idea, right? Yeah, but remind us. So... I got this message from the angels that our minds, our lives and our energy fields are very much like Netflix. And there's this kind of like universal algorithm (laughs) that whatever you kind of watch on Netflix, then there's an algorithm and it sends you more things in your queue that are like that. that. So the universe is like that, but for our lives. So think about what are you giving attention to? What are you interacting with? And that is basically programming the universal algorithm for what's going to be sent your way again. So imagine if you just like watched a bunch of horror slasher movies and no judgment of that. Maybe you love those. It's great. I'm just saying. And then suddenly you're like, I want to watch comedy, romantic comedy. You're going to get the horror slasher films for a while in your Netflix because you watched them for a long time. Yes, that makes perfect sense. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) So just to be cognizant of that and think in my, you know, where in my life am I allowing and accepting things that aren't fully what I want? And also if you allow something and accept something in one life area, it can impact another life area. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you get your tacos and they left the cheese on and you don't send them back. You're telling the universe, oh, well, I accept less than what I want or something. You know? Yeah. That happened the other day. I was like, Allie, ask for no cheese. You order no cheese. They send them with cheese. <laughs> Wait, that happened? I thought yeah. I just made that up. No, that happened that at the happen. taco place. That's yeah. why I said that. I forgot. It's <laughs> amazing. I love it. Yeah. So just to think of this as like this conscious process um, that you're going through in it. And it goes all the way to also belongings or friendships. Um, you know, when I started my business and I, I think I accepted treatment from, you know, clients or people and also friends in my circle that now I'm like, oh my God, I would never put up with some of the things that happened, like people that were rude or, you know, just unappreciative. And it's like, there's no one else but you who's going to create that sort of parameter, the parameters for how people can connect with you. And I am so grateful now because I have the most loving and amazing, you know, clients and friends. And, and I feel like, it's a mutual love and respect. Yes. And so I'm so grateful to have been able to create that. Yeah. And one thing that I really have recognized in myself is that very often in the past, there have been people that came into my life and I somehow displeased them. And instead of going, it's a reflection of who they are, not who I am, I go, oh, well, let me please them. And then I'm trying to prove to them I'm not what they think I am. And that is a complete waste of my time and energy. Instead, I just need to let them go. Let them believe what they need to believe for whatever reason. I'm not here to convince anyone of anything. I'm here to be who I am, give my gifts to the world and those who are there to receive it and be reciprocal with their gifts. We can have great relationships and everyone else, goodbye. You know? Absolutely. I think it's part of this, uh, you know, kind of unhealthy, unhealthy balance in the masculine and the feminine. And... And also it can be a reflection of trauma when you've had some kind of trauma um, that we try to tend to be people pleasers. Yeah. And yeah, rather than thinking, okay, how can I please this person? Thinking, first of all, why are they not happy with me? Um, and that this is more of a reflection on them than of you. And I'm not talking about if, if like, if you're abusing a person and they're, they're unhappy, yeah. <laughs> that's a totally, but this is not what happened. Most women are going overboard And that's one of the things I've been experiencing as I learn more about this is like, there are some amazing men that instead of being critical, because criticism is kind of like the disempowered masculine. Okay. Yeah. Are loving and nurturing and supportive. Yeah. 
they want to provide and take care of and, you know, boost up and encourage instead of tearing down. Yeah. So recognizing when we're in that people pleasing state. And then if, even if you're having a hard time having boundaries with someone uh, where you're in that paradigm, just at the very least asking your angels and spirit guides, ancestors, et cetera, to help you with putting up those boundaries and recognizing it when it's happening. And also I'm a huge believer in getting a like empowered circle, you know, get in a group, get mentors to help you normalize healthy boundaries. Yeah, because a lot of times you don't even know what that is or what that looks like. And sometimes you can see other people do it and you're like, oh, maybe there it comes off at first before you set boundaries as a little harsh or a little bit, you know, you're like, oh, I'm not there. But then once you get there, you're like, oh no, this is the most freedom. This is where this is where the jam is. Like <laughs> this is where where it's at. And one of the things I saw recently, which was like, oh yes was this, it's basically this uh, quote or idea that do not ask for advice or take advice from someone who is not where you want to be in that particular life area. hundred percent. Why would you ever? Yeah, but it's so common. Or <laughs> yeah, people yeah. ask their girlfriends who are not in healthy love relationships or whatever about right. love, you know, or, yeah. they, or they just automatically give yeah. their two cents or whatever. So just constantly checking in, okay, am I getting financial advice from someone who's not financially successful? Um, and this happens a lot with your parents or your family, you know, automatically that's your circle, right? Yeah. And you know, sometimes they mean well, but they don't necessarily know what they're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) So just finding those people and getting in the room with people that have healthy love boundaries that are financially secure and building well, you know, whatever, whatever area it is. is, Yeah. Yeah, Just to surround yourself um, with those who are modeling what you want to create. All right. We interrupt this absolutely fascinating episode of Food Heals for a quick word from our sponsors, but actually a quick word from our friend, Laura Powers. Laura, cheers. Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What are we drinking today? We are drinking Glow. Uh, It's Organifi. Organifi Glow, baby. (laughs) Okay. So this is our first time trying it. So give us your honest opinion. Okay. All right. Here we go. Okay. Uh, Organifi Glow is a delicious raspberry lemonade blend that leaves you feeling radiant and beautiful. Yeah, it has a nice flavor. It is very natural and refreshing. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a great way for like kids to get their nutrition in because it tastes so fresh and delicious like a lemonade. And I think it's really easy to get your nutrients in when it tastes this good. So here's my question for you. We know it's like a lemonade, but what berry would you attribute I would say maybe raspberry. Okay, you're right. I always say it's <laughs> strawberry lemonade, but it is a raspberry lemonade. So I guess is... I have a, an accurate palate. <laughs> <laughs> More accurate than mine, maybe. So it is a delicious raspberry. Oh, I already read that part. So Laura, the glow supports natural collagen production and skin elasticity. Do you love it? I do. That's always a good thing, especially since we're both on camera so much. It's so important, but also just for health in general. Yeah. And like, I like, I like my beauty from the outside, but I like doing my beauty from the inside out. Yeah. I mean, because I think so many of the things that we think of as, uh, being attributes of beauty are actually of health. Yes, exactly. Healthy looks beautiful. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, that's such a good point. All right, let's try the next one. So the next one I had to make special for Laura because Food Heals Nation knows that I make my harmony and my gold with my plant-based milk. But Laura could not have my oat milk, so we made it with water. 
And so I was like, I don't like it with water. But then I was like, oh, it's not as bad as I thought. So if you can't have milk and you need water, this is going to be your recipe. So Laura, let's have you give Harmony a taste. Yeah, I think it's good. It's it's chocolatey and kind of earthy. And it kind of tastes like, yeah, if you make hot chocolate, but yeah. without the milk. Yeah, so I made this one for you cold, but you can make it hot and make it a nice hot chocolate. It's good to have before bed. But this one you can have anytime. The gold is the one I'll have before bed. But this one is actually great for female health. It helps with the symptoms of PMS, and it supports healthy hormones and gives you energy. So I love it because, like you said, it tastes like a hot chocolate, a chocolate milk, if you will. And I think it tastes very, like, cinnamony or earthy. You said yeah, earthy, right? Yeah, earthy, yeah. It has a nice kind of full flavor. And just to be clear, like, I think you could, it would be great with... Well, if you have regular milk, if you can have that, or like I drink almond milk, for yeah, example. Yeah, yeah. I just, just didn't, we didn't have today. any. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, girl. I should plan ahead next time. Next time I no, know it's you're coming, okay. I'll make sure I have my almond, which sometimes I do buy almond today. I had the oat. Um, so this is made out of maca, chastity tree, berry, and shada vari, among other decadent ingredients. It's just full of really nice adaptogens. We know what adaptogens do for the body. They help support with whatever your body needs. Your body is very adaptable. So the adaptogens are going to adapt to what does your body need more of and where can I put this great nutrition in the body that's craving it? I love it. Yeah. Big fan of adaptogens and just supporting your body's you know, processes. Yeah. And natural immunity. Mm-hmm. So head on over to OrganifiShop.com slash food heals. Use the coupon code food heals. You'll save 20% off your order. Thanks for tasting these today, Laura. You Cheers. are so welcome. Cheers. Okay. So step one to manifesting love is healthy boundaries. What is step two? I do think that it's a combination of action steps. Um, kind of open and receiving like opening and maybe receiving being open to receiving to receive, as yeah. is yeah involves some kind of action step and that action step could be just even energetically being like okay I'm ready yeah right or it could be maybe going on a dating app or yeah. signing up for you know speed dating or taking a class or whatever that is yeah. um, and just putting yourself out there and the other thing I'm getting to say is I think there's a tendency in the woo-woo community or, you know, spiritual uh, community, as well as just in society as a whole, to just give up way too soon. Like, oh, I tried it. I didn't manifest it. It must be not aligned or it's not meant to be. Or or this doesn't work. Or this doesn't work. That's mine. (laughs) Yeah. It's very common and it's human and I completely understand. And I have to catch myself with this as well. But the truth is sometimes it takes a while to learn something new. So um, Mel Robbins, have you followed Mel Robbins before? A little bit, yeah. She's great. I love her. But she, she cited a statistic, and it's something that I often cite the idea, but she actually cited the statistics, which is that when a child is learning to walk like a toddler, uh, they fall on average 17 and a half times a day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> They're not like, oh, well, I guess I'm not meant to walk. Yeah, I'll never walk again. I'll just crawl for my whole life. You know? Yeah. <laughs> And so, but as adults, we tend to kind of just give up way too easily. So in love, in our career goals, our passions, creative, you know, whatever, um, just keep going. And instead of getting hard on yourself, if, if you have something that doesn't turn out how you want, or you're not receiving what you want, just keep trying and just keep trying a different way or slightly tweaking and, you know, just don't give up on that determination because I truly believe that those who ultimately are the most successful and whatever they want to bring in are just not stopping. 
Exactly. And like, um, to your point about the baby crawling, it's like, I remember the Thomas Edison quote, and I'm going to misquote it, but you'll get the idea is before, you know, he invented a light bulb. He's like, there are no failures. I didn't fail. I just found a hundred ways or a thousand ways. It didn't work until I found the way that it did. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, if we can just keep reminding ourselves that, and I just think the learning to, to walk thing is so relevant because that most of us <laughs> probably listening or participating in the podcast somehow have, you know, we've learned to walk through that yeah. process, which involves a lot of failure in the journey. But yeah. that doesn't mean that it's actually failure. It's just literally the process yes. you take to get to your goal, which is learning to walk. And that basically that applies to anything that you want to do. And I'll get just give a real life example for myself where earlier this year, it's like I've, I've definitely felt to do television and I just basically was like, I'm just going to really go for it. Um, and I made the commitment myself to apply or do a pitch to like one TV show thing a day. And to be clear, this is not a long involved thing. Sometimes it's literally just sending a quick email or yeah. posting a video or something. So I'm not, I'm not talking about like hustle, but it was just like, I'm really just going to really commit to really giving this a shot. Yeah. And it was shocking how quickly things started to shift for me. That's great. Um, so I've had several paid television appearances. I have things coming in the works. I've had several um, television appearances in Las Vegas. And one of the things that happened too was when you just keep going and you keep trying is that suddenly each one wasn't so important. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's so true. Because if you put all your eggs in one basket, and you're like, oh, I didn't get that. Then you're like, oh. So that's the same. And the same principle. There's 20 more of those like, opportunities. If you're like, if be. you only go on one date and it's terrible. Right, yeah. That's yeah. going to feel pretty bad. Well, life is a numbers game, let's be honest. Right, like, right. Know? Versus if you go on 10, like one out of 10, you know, yeah. suddenly or 100, it's like, each one is not so weighted. Right. And so the same thing was with television where I, what I realized is that, yeah, I still cared about each of those opportunities, but it wasn't psychologically putting so much onus mm -hmm. on each one. So I think that's the other thing is just sometimes it is a numbers game and that's not about hustling. It's a very different thing than hustling, but it's just like really making sure that you're, you're being consistent and you're continuing to try. Like you're not falling down like a little toddler and being like, I'm done. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm done. No more. <laughs> and you can cry along the way. Okay. Yes. There's, no, there's no shame in that cry. Let totally. it out. Be yeah. disappointed and then get up and do it again. You know? Yes, absolutely. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's totally normal to have human response to frustration and like things not moving as fast as you want sometimes, but still keep moving. Yeah. And I like the idea of like, okay, one step could be you want to manifest love, get on a dating app. It doesn't mean you're going to meet that person on that app. What it means is you're telling yourself the universe, you're making a commitment. I am open to love. And that step could mean then you meet them in the coffee shop. You could have seen the same person in the coffee shop, but you weren't open. Your energy was closed. And so they're not going to talk to you. You're not going to talk to them. Or you're going to go, you know, like in a sweatshirt looking like trash. So you're, this is me, by the way. And I'm like, I'm too, I'm not cute enough to talk to <laughs> By the to way, anyone. I don't think you ever look like trash. I just <laughs> want to say <laughs> Well, you haven't seen me on a, a morning grocery store run without my makeup <laughs> but uh you know what I mean you're gonna put the effort in in all areas of your life when you take one step right yeah it's I think so much of this with manifesting and bringing your dreams is also like energetically committing to yourself and I swear the universe responds like yeah when we 
when we put in our energy and show that we're really committed to something, sometimes the opportunities that come in are not necessarily from our direct action. It's more like the universe is like, oh, okay, you really want to do this. Yeah. And then the universe reciprocates. Yeah. I think it's, it might be a Gabby Bernstein quote, I can't remember, but someone that, I mean, this has just always been in my head. If you take a step, the universe takes a step in the same direction and conspires to meet you. Yeah. Right. So if you want to make something happen, take those steps emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, all the things like write it down. You know, I love the book. Write it down. Make it happen. Write it down. Say a prayer. Let it go. Take an action step towards it. Don't give up. That's number four. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) don't give up as I think literally like the most important thing aside from boundaries. Right. Um, And it's literally the difference I think between having your dreams met and and not having your dreams met is like, are you, are you just giving up? And you know, if you're in the hustling energy, I think to that example that you gave, it's like, you're taking all the effort and the universe isn't, you're not allowing the universe to do any. Yeah. And then a lot of people that are into manifesting and like the, the secret or the law of attraction, I think go the other way where they, th- they think it's all internal mm-hmm. and they're expecting the sort of universe to do all of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think it's really when you get in that balance of, you know, aligned action, getting your energy right. Um, also taking some action. Yeah. That, that things really start to manifest in really beautiful ways. I love that. And so here's my question. What do we do when it feels like everything is conspiring to, stop us or things your car breaks down like thing after thing after thing you're like how can I possibly manifest and get to a higher vibration when shit keeps on happening and I know like sometimes we our energy will start that as like a what's I'm trying to think of an I'm looking at a a picture in my head like an avalanche where it just keeps going and going and going so how do we stop that and reframe it so that we can start to create from a place of everything is amazing. Everything is wonderful. Everything is safe. You know, all the things I'm using my own words. Cause like safety is one of my big priorities, but like, how do we get out of that avalanche of shit into, all right, I'm going to vibrate a little higher. I'm going to vibrate a little higher. And then, and then go, okay, now I can invite all these things in. Sure. So I think, uh, sometimes the things that are falling apart are the things that need to fall apart. So actually we level up. It's kind of like the failure thing again. Yeah. And it's also that sometimes when we are literally processing and shifting up in our energy that we'll have like a sort of crap Mm -hmm. day, week, month, maybe year. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, Everyone. It also depends on the changes that we make, how long sometimes that stuff will last. Um, and I noticed that right, right before I was going to have pretty amazing things happen that I would sometimes have like, I'm like, why am I having such a bad day? And I literally saw it's like all that energy clearing out is Mm -hmm. purging out. Anything that's not aligned with your new higher level of vibration comes up for clearing and releasing. So for example, right before I got invited to be on Will Ferrell's podcast, I just had a really bad day the day Mm -hmm. before. And I was like, what is this? And I literally psychically got the message, something great's coming. And I was like, okay. Um, it's and like the, when you do a juice cleanse and all the toxins have to come out. So you yeah. feel way worse before, or any type of cleanse or any type yeah. of, like, I don't want to say the word diet because I don't want to get into diet culture, but any type of change in your lifestyle or diet where you're trying to be healthier, the toxins come out first. So it gets worse before it gets better. It might, we might perceive it to be that way, even though it's literally something processing out. Yeah. And the other thing is, um, you know, to pay attention to the things that are 
sort of falling apart. Sometimes yeah. those things are like, for because a reason. it's for us to release certain things. Maybe we need a new car if the car breaks down. Yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> um, you know, maybe there's a relationship that's not aligned. There's, you know, it depends on your circumstances. But another great thing that we can do to help things along is declutter. And by declutter, I mean releasing anything that is no longer serving us. Mm-hmm. So that could be physical clutter. It could be relationships that are no longer aligned, beliefs that are not helping or supporting us, you know, groups that are no longer supporting us. So, but the, when we declutter what doesn't serve and nurture and support us or isn't aligned with where we want to go, we make space for what is. Yes, exactly. All right. To listen to the full episode with Laura, go back to episode 388 of Food Heals. Well, that's it for the New Year's series. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed listening to those stories. Some may be new to you. Some you may have heard before, just depending on how long you've been a listener of this show. For me, I'm the host of this show, and I still can listen to some of these interviews over and over and get something new out of them every time, which is why I often do these series because I love being able to listen and implement my new learnings, right? Or just to be inspired and remember, oh my gosh, I'm so powerful. I can do this. And I love inspiring stories are like what drives me. I love them. So I hope that you love them as much as I do. And I'm the type of person who can re-listen to a podcast interview from one of my favorite podcasts or re-listen to a book or reread a book over and over. Not only do I have all these physical books at home, but I also have eBooks that I read over and over, right? And then I have episodes of podcasts and audible books, like I said, that I listen to over and over. I love that. I feel like that is the best way for me to learn and then solidify the learnings because I know it's going into my subconscious. I'm taking action steps and then each time I garner or gain more and more. So one of my biggest realizations about the word manifestation, or you could use the word create if the word manifestation sounds like too woo-woo, or it's just overused, which I get that. I think I'm guilty of overusing it, and so if you feel that way, I'm sorry. (laughs) But it's really about creating, and so how do we create? It is a combination of all the things that the guests have talked about on this series, such as writing it down, such as stating it out loud, such as picturing it in your mind, such as making a vision board, and such as believing it, right? And then of course, taking action on it. There is a combination of things that we have to do to create the lives that we desire. But one thing I'm realizing through my own life, through conversations with friends, colleagues, clients, everyone, is sometimes we're doing this thing and it's manic manifesting. We're manic manifesting from a place of fear, not a place of joy or hopefulness or love. And I'm guilty of it. So please don't think I'm sitting on some high horse going, I've got this all figured out. I'm figuring out, figuring it out as I go. And I think each year I'm getting a little better. I'm moving up the ladder, getting better. I might fall a little, getting better. I might fall a little, but I'm still going up, right? I live in a world of delusional positivity. I prefer that to toxic positivity. I don't think I'm suffering from toxic positivity, but I love 
being positive and that's what works for me. And I know it's not what works for everyone, but I'm naturally wired this way. And so my positivity allows me to believe in things even if they sound insane or crazy. And that has allowed me to reach goals I never thought I could have reached before, right? There's also goals in my delusional positive mind that I haven't hit yet, but I know everything's a matter matter of time. And no matter how old I get, I'm still young at heart, right? And I'm still taking my vitamins so I can be physically young. And I'm believing and living my life in a way that I'm emotionally and spiritually young. And so I do hold this delusional positivity. But that doesn't mean that challenges don't come up every damn day that I have to deal with. And I have to go, why is my reaction to that this way, right? Why am I feeling anger at this person in this moment? Why am I feeling uh, frustration at this situation in this moment? I thought I healed this, right? Spiritual bypass. We all do it. I'm guilty of it. And so I say all of this to say, like, as I learn and grow and change and discover new tools, I will continue to share those tools with you. So I am really working hard on the tools to help myself, help my friends, help my clients, help you manifest our desires from a place of joy and not fear and have the tools to do all the things. So my focus is on tools. I love having a process, having a tool. That's why I wrote this book, The Food Freedom Formula, The Manifestation Method to Crush Cravings, Banish Body Shame, and End Emotional Eating for Good. This is an ebook that takes all of my learnings, all of my tools, lots of stories, and puts them into one place that's an easy read. It's not hard to read. It's literally like most of it I spoke into being, like I spoke into a microphone, translated it, and then cleaned it up, right? It's not ChatGPT. It's from my heart, right? And from my brain and from the learnings of incredibly brilliant people, who have been on the show. And I want to talk about chapter 12. Chapter 12 of this book is how to manifest your desires from a place of joy and not fear. So I want to go through some of this because I think that it will help if you just listened to all three episodes with these inspiring stories about creating the life that you desire and you still feel stuck Or you know, you're like, Allie, I hear you. I am manic manifesting. I am manifesting from fear. I am creating from fear because I don't have time for nutrition because I got to make that money. Or I don't have time for my exercise plan because I have three kids that demand so much of my time. And you would never have it any other way, right? You want your job. You want your kids. But you feel that you're stuck from... I'm just making this up as I go, but you're stuck from the busyness of life that you're in, or perhaps you're stuck from some past traumas that you've had. That's certainly always mine. (laughs) I share pretty openly on the show, so you know I don't have to go over what they are. Um, But losing my parents, having having all my money taken by someone who was robbing them blind without my knowledge, all of that, right? So mine are more emotional, yours emotional past traumas. Yours could be emotional past traumas. Yours could be the busyness of life because of career and family and other obligations that we all have. And so first, let me honor you for 
what it is that the life that you have created because you know there's so much good in your life. And so if you feel stuck in any way or you feel that you're not creating the next part of your life that you want when it comes to health, wellness, or career, or family, or love, love relationships, or otherwise, I hear you, I feel you, I'm with you, and I'm here for you. So first, I'll recommend some books that have helped me on this journey. And again, going back to creating our lives from a place of love, joy, and not from fear or trauma, or I want to say like busyness. I want to say like overwhelm. The first is A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. It's based on A Course in Miracles. I also like Abraham Hicks. Two books. There's many, but the two for this are The Law of Attraction and Ask and It's Given. I also like Wayne Dyer's book, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life. Anything by Wayne Dyer is really good. Um, Those are some places to start if you want more of this, more of what we're talking about. So let's talk about the law of attraction. You know, Adam talked about that. A bunch of our... um, A bunch of our guests on this series talked about that and we laugh about it. We laughed about the secret with Jason and Oprah and all of that. And I think the truth about the law of attraction is that all these books and authors and speakers on stage will tell you is that we have to be tuning in to our vibration constantly to be sure that we're vibrating at a place where we can receive. If we're vibrating a at a place where we're feeling fat, we cannot feel thin. If we're vibrating at a place where our bank account is zero, we can't feel rich, right? Those are just examples. Where are you vibrating most throughout your day? Are you vibrating in stress and anxiety or depression? Or are you vibrating in delusional positivity, happiness, hopefulness for the future? Your vibration matters because... The law of attraction, which is science, is always attracting things to you that match your vibration. The law of attraction responds directly to your vibration and only to your vibration. Not just your words, not just your vision boards, not just your thoughts. These are all tools that can help us vibrate where we want to vibrate. So use your words, use your vision boards, use your thoughts but they don't work if they don't get you to those higher vibrational states of being. So what do I mean? I'm a goal checklist person. I can go and make a to-do list and go, Allie, write it down. Allie, do your meditation. Allie, add to your vision board. Allie, work on your thoughts, whatever it might be. And I can check those off the list. And my ego is satisfied. She's like, good job, girl. Can you relate to that? Now, those are great if I'm actually feeling the feelings that will get me to that desired high vibration where I'm actually feeling it, right? But if I'm doing it and checking it off the list and I'm not actually getting to the vibration, then aren't I wasting my time? Because my ego is getting satisfied, but I'm not actually reaching the destination, which is the higher vibration feeling. So let's delve deeper into this. If I want to manifest a relationship, a better job, more money, a car, a healthier body, 
I can't say I'll be happy when my body is more fit. I'll be happy when I have a million dollars in the bank, right? I have to be happy now and appreciate what I do have in the bank. I have to appreciate the body I do have that's beautiful beautiful and capable and gets me from place to place. I have to be grateful for the legs that I can walk on because some people don't have that. I have to be grateful for the money that I have to feed me because some people don't have that. Even if I'm not where I want to be, I have to be in the vibration of gratitude, happiness, and appreciation now, and that will create the space for me to manifest the relationship, manifest the weight loss, manifest the money in the bank. Does that make sense? That's what chapter 12 is all about. And here's the thing. We are stuck because we go, well, I don't know how I'm going to lose the weight, get the relationship, get the money. I don't know how. When we're in the zone of creation and vibrating on the higher frequency, we don't have to know the how. That is the good news. Abraham Hicks says, it's not your work to make anything happen. It's your work to dream and let it happen. The law of attraction will make it happen. In your joy, you create something. And then you will maintain your vibrational harmony with it and the universe must find a way to bring it about. That is the promise of the law of attraction. Oh, does that make you feel better? I don't have to know how. I just have to believe. God, what a weight off of my shoulders. That's how it works for me. I feel so much lighter when I realize I don't have to create a step-by-step plan. I don't have to figure it all out on my own. God's got my back. That is so empowering. That is the feeling I want to be in, right? And if this is resonating with you, go get the ebook. Go read chapter 12 first, right? Read the whole book, but go read chapter 12 first. The ebook is on sale for the month of January, and you can get it right now at foodhealsnation.com slash freedom. Again, I poured my heart and soul into this book. It is truly so many tools, so many stories, and so much guidance that has helped me in my life. And that's why I did this, because I just want to share with you that you can absolutely heal your trauma. You can create and manifest the life that you desire. And I don't believe it happens overnight, but I do believe if you don't give up, your success is inevitable. Because I believe if I don't give up, my success is inevitable. So again, it's at foodhealsnation.com slash freedom. If you're my Instagram friend, you can get it at my link in bio at Allison Melody TV. And this is going to help you not only with creation and manifestation and understanding the law of attraction, but also reaching your health and wellness goals. So if you're still struggling with things like cravings 
and body shame and emotional eating. We go deep into this. I've got the practices and the tools and the exact meditations that I use to end it all. End emotional eating, banish body shame, crush cravings, finally lose the weight. Again, we're all on a healing journey and I'm not saying I'm done, but I've lost the weight and it feels so good. And now I get to work on the other things that the weight I was holding on to was preventing me from. Does that make sense? So I feel excited for 2024. I got some goals, right? They're not all health goals. I've got some health goals. I want to get stronger, but I've got some financial goals. I've got some emotional healing goals. And I believe by working on all of these things hand in hand together, I'm going to achieve them all because when I work on the emotional goals, it helps set me up with the financial goals. When I work on the emotional goals, it helps set me up on my fitness and strength goals. They all work together. And that's what this book is all about. So I would love to help set you up for your goals, for your success in 2024, no matter what they are. So if you're interested in learning more, check out the book right now, foodhealsnation.com slash freedom, or get it on Instagram. Go to my link in bio at Allison Melody TV. That's it for this series. Let me know your thoughts. I hope you enjoyed it and cheers to your healthy and happy 2024. See you next time. Food Heals Nation. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to actually start using their $39.99 a month gym membership. If you experience any of these symptoms, Snapchat your trainer immediately.